Hey there, Bruce Buds. Jesse Jackson here. This episode is a collection of recordings I made on December 1st uh, when I headed down to Austin to have my moment in the sun, my three to four seconds uh, meeting Bruce, shaking his hand, hugging him, and picking up my copy of Born to Run. So enjoy, and uh, thank you for listening. Well, good morning, Bruce Buds. It's December 1st. I am in the car on Interstate 35, heading to Austin, Texas. It's 8.25 in the morning. I'm about two hours and 25 minutes away from the bookstore, according to my GPS. And I am sitting here wondering, okay, what am I going to say to Bruce? What am I going to say to Bruce? What am I going to say to Bruce? I have my Set Less Than Bruce cards that I'm going to pass out to people that are in line promoting the podcast going to have my little recorder and I'm hoping to get information, you know, different quips and thoughts from different people in line. Um, Then after the signing, I'll probably record a quick, um, you know, summary of it after in the car on the way home. And then uh, I'll get this out as soon as I can. Um, It's a beautiful day here in Texas. The sky is clear. It's about 45. Um, So it's it's just a beautiful day. But if it was raining and overcast and ugly, I would think it's a beautiful day because, hey, I'm going to meet Bruce. So uh, looking forward to seeing everyone there at the uh, signing on a lot of the Facebook pages. Spring Nuts, Bruce Book, and etc. I've seen a lot of people posting that they've, uh, you know, are planning to be here at the signing in Austin. So I look forward to meeting a lot of them there. And so I guess that's all I've got for now. Um, it's it's hard to believe that it's, you know, all the time and how many signings happened on the East Coast and, you know, and then in Europe, and I just never thought we'd get one here in Texas, and I'm thrilled that it's at um, Austin, which is a perfect city for it to be in, and uh, the bookstore, book people, I've been to other signings there for writers I really like a lot. So, um, it's a great store, it's going to be a great venue, and, um, I'm just, I'm giddy like a little kid. Alright, I'll get more later. Well, now that you've heard my thoughts before the signing, here are a few conversations I had in line with the very fine Bruce fans that kept me company as they were trying to get the bosses um, 
get their few seconds with Bruce. Tickets for yeah. Irwin's not a big venue at all. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, they were like sold out, of course, like that, and they were like 500 bucks nosebleeds. I'm a fan, yeah. but yeah. I'm not that big of a fan. Hey! I do a Springsteen podcast, so how was it? It's awesome. Did you guys good? You're very happy? Yes, yes. Cool. Awesome. For my life to be worth that. I love I love my teams. Yeah. Like three thousand dollars for a ticket. Yeah. Like I'm nothing's worth that much to me. So we had a discussion at poker night about that. Um, because uh, one of the guys went and paid I think it was a grand, maybe less, for, it was a Spurs game six, so he thought they were going to clinch the championship, and so he'd ask, and I said, I don't know, I said, I don't know if I'd pay anything that extravagant for a sports, but if I had it to see Bruce, that that would be. That's the thing is, is if, if I had it, I'd be like... Yeah, but like, if I had bills I had to pay too, yeah. I'd be like, I, you know. Yeah. You, like, push, you can kick bills down the road. Right? <laughs> I tell you what. I find a credit card. <laughs> I did. I told my wife, Linda, I said, if we, you know, if we win the lottery between now and next year, we are going to Australia. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we are going to go, you know, see two or three shows. Because I imagine, I, you know, oh, listening man. to the live show, it sounds like an amazing yeah. time. Sure. Well, yeah. What was it? Uh, I have the um, the DVD show of London Calling. Yeah. And that was amazing. You yeah. see it, it's amazing. It's yeah, it is. It's, yeah. it's unreal. But it's, yeah. He brings his, and then he also grabs the culture to whatever he's Yeah, doing. exactly. He pulled McCartney out on that show, too, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, it's just crazy. That's amazing. Oh, it's, oh sorry. Thinking back, uh, I always love seeing Stevie. On, on show with them, but yeah. uh, one of them, okay, the last New Orleans one I went to, uh, Stevie was there. No, it was the, uh, what's the guy? Tom, Tom Morello? Yeah, Tom Morello. Yeah. But he pulled up, um, he pulled up, God, man, my mind's going blank. Oh, from, uh, he played John Proud, Fogarty. John Fogarty, oh, John John Fogarty, Fogarty and they did Proud yeah. Mary in New Orleans, which oh, was like, nice. I mean. Did he pull Dr. John during that? Hey, Dr. Too? John, yes. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He did us. But I mean, I thought that was really cool. Like, I mean, I, I, yeah. I, I fangirled a little that bit was, on that, that one. Well, one, I guess. Yeah, the second one I went, that one was 2012, I believe. Yeah, I was, that was it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was like, okay, he's playing Proud Mary yeah. with Bruce Springsteen yeah. in, in New Orleans. <laughs> in New Orleans. When he played well, Houston, he had Tom Morello with him, but he, he pulled Joe Haley. Yes, that was awesome. Which is, that's cool, songs, man. Yeah. What I, um, I guess last year, uh, Brian Wilson was touring and you know and he was in New Jersey and Bruce showed up and played guitar and sang on a couple of the really? you know background and uh, all my friends because I, I I'm obsessed with Brian Wilson and the Beach Boys sure. and and Bruce and he I said yes I, I could have died. Yeah. Forget my son getting married. Forget grandchildren. <laughs> if I saw Brian and Bruce on the same stage, just Lord, take me away. I, I can die happy. I mean, that's 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 the cool part of it. Like even just the from anywhere from like Brian Wilson to like say yeah. Joe Ely, it's, it's yeah. that music underground where they all still. I mean, right. you think of them as why would he need any type of input? He's right. lost, but, but he just loves what's him. made his music and it's what's made his yeah. songwriting and everything. Yeah. Uh, 
collaboration I saw was uh, Bruce with Fish. Oh, wow. oh interesting. Oh, wow. Yeah. That was pretty special. Wow. That's a good Yeah. And of course, Fish can play with anybody. Exactly. appreciates the music and the great musicians around right. him to plug him in and, and it doesn't have to be like yeah. why would I do that you know I, I, yeah. it's all about me but every show I've seen or um, uh, is that a rendition of somebody else's song or something yeah. in there and stuff? I, I don't know but uh, Morella has been on E Street Radio and he's told the story the first time he played with them uh, we're going to do Ghost of Tom Joad and uh, oh wow and they were debating on what key and he says, you see why Bruce is the boss. He says, it's going to be in blank, and it's going to be fantastic. <laughs> and, and Tom was like, okay. <laughs> you know, that's what we're going to do. Right. You know, I, we've had a lot of discussion on why he's doing this. Mm-hmm. Because I, he's going to sell the book anyway. Sure. But I really think it is just, it's kind of... I think he gets a charge out of meeting people. Sure. Um, He's very good to his fan base. Yeah. Like he just can't, just so I have a question for all y'all. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Yeah, he, that, that's true. Like, he yeah. can't sit still. <laughs> this last tour, we've seen a lot of, like, we had the guy Tom England get on stage and play Working on the Highway. We had the guy from A&M that got on stage and sang No Surrender. You know, we, we've had a lot of fan interactions do you think he's doing it more now than he used to? Or do you think it's just because of social media, we see it more? I think, I, my honest opinion, yeah. I think especially in his, his, his I guess, I yeah, think he's, he's enjoying himself more. Yeah. I think he's actually being able to sit back and look at his body of work and enjoy it more and enjoy it with his fans more uh, than, than when he was younger. I do I think, think you can tell that in his music a little bit as well. When... Uh, I watched, I got lucky. I, I've never seen this many shows, but my wife was really kind to me this year. And so I was at Louisville and I was watching, you know, uh, no, I was at Pittsburgh when the show tour started. And I'm like, you know, these guys, David Bowie had just died. And I think all these guys know the amount of road in front of us is shorter than the road behind us. Not that I, anyone's expecting to die, but you know, with with Danny and you know all the other things I think they're and, and Clarence I think they're sitting there going oh, yeah, absolutely. we only have a few a finite left time and how much fun they're having I could be I mean completely wrong but I think I think that even uh, changed them a little bit you know, with Clarence yes I think I, so too I really do I think that not just appreciating it more kind of going with what you're saying but appreciating yeah. the East Street band I think so as well yeah you know, uh, because they weren't always as tight fit. Yeah. But I think we realize that, yeah. that that kind of arrogance that comes with being great. Right. The Street fan also makes them really great too. So do you have a preference of there's the E Street Band and Orchestra, which is what they did with High Hopes and Wrecking Ball with the horn section, the backup singers, and now you have the lean smaller e-street brand which is still like eight or nine people 
you have a preference of which one you like better to see live? Uh, well, I've never seen him. So You've I, never I, seen him live? Never, no. Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> never had the chance. Yeah. <clears throat> Living in Texas makes it tough. Yeah, yeah. It, it happened, <clears throat> excuse me, right around when I um, graduated high school. He was in Round yeah. Rock. And then, <clears throat> pardon me, I was out of town last time he came to Austin. Yeah. And then um, he did that keynote thing for South By. Yeah. And th- there was no way for me to get into that. Yeah. Um, so that pretty much seals it. I should have gone to, to the Dallas or Houston shows yeah. um, earlier this year, but I was like, okay, well, maybe either <clears throat> he'll hit California when I was in California because I was in California over yeah. the summer. And I was like, maybe I'll have a chance then, um, or maybe he'll yeah. take mercy on Austin yeah. and show up. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've had no chance. Wow, I, I, I feel your pain. Like I was saying, I didn't see him live till 2002, the first time. How about yourself? You said, how about you? Do you have a preference on the band? Or do you just like him in the restaurant where you can just talk to your kid? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's one of my regrets that I was like, I was like too chicken shit to go over and join him. Yeah. I don't know, my, the first time I saw him was at Madison Square Garden. Yeah. And it was Darkness on the Edge of Town tour. Wow. Then I saw him here at the Irwin Center. Okay. Um, and I like Darkness. It was just a much better, yeah. like, probably my favorite album of his. And yeah. the tour was hot. Very cool. Nice. I'm going to tell you. And now without Danny, it's just going to be my last without the That's how it was. just thought about it too. My favorite, I heard pretty much chilly Bruce Springsteen moment when his when he when we were at Madison Square Garden and he played uh, Drive All Night. Yeah. It was like nine minutes long. Yeah. That was an amazing. Yeah. That was amazing. I mean, it was just like the whole twenty four thousand is quiet and just like mood on him singing Drive All Night. Drive All Night. That was amazing. Like it was, you got goosebumps, and it was just yeah, like that's, that's a song you you typically don't hear except for this past tour. Exactly, right. exactly. And I mean, like, like well, a, he played in Houston, and I was shocked that he played that, and I was shocked that he played uh, was it, that he did the the encore yeah. version of Thunder Road by himself. Yeah. But yeah, the Drive All Night was that was unreal. I remember we were dead. And I remember saying that Drive All Night is one of my favorite songs. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. and, and just the River album altogether. Like I said, I hadn't really listened to it front to back. I knew a lot of the songs, right? On, but you know, going before going to New York, and also I'm to uh, sit down and listen to the whole deal. I mean, what a complete album! Like, I mean, it had yeah. everything too. It had every. To sit there and think of somebody who was fairly young when he did it too. I'm like, that's a, it's so impressive. The other thing I thought was really cool was the idea that someone in their 60s re visiting an album he wrote in his late Absolutely. 20s. You know, like um, Independence Day has a totally different feel yeah. that now that powerful. he's the father. Yes. And, and he you know, said that, he said something to that effect yeah. that when HBO he was there. Did. Well, no, I hadn't seen the HBO. I, I watched it right before we went to the concert, so it was cool yeah. to have the meaning behind every song. Right. Album, but. but he, like, on the on the stage, uh, it, it might have been Independence Day, and he said something before it, but he was, he was saying something to the effect of, you know, 
I didn't realize really what I was writing at the time. Yeah. I was writing it and now it's something totally yeah. different now that we have kids and everybody, you know, uh, you're you on know, the other side, you're the father, like basically what you're saying, you're yeah. the father now. Yeah. What I thought was really interesting is the Vanity Fair interview that came out before the autobiography. The writer said, have you ever thought that Born to Run is your parents' story? Because they did get out of there. They did go to California. And, um, you know, and he was like, I've never thought about that, but that's an interesting thought. It was really, you know, which goes back to a lot of times you're writing about things you don't realize. Sure. But it was a really cool thought. Or you, yeah, you write about uh, your vision or your perception of a situation yeah. a lot of times. Right. And then you know, all of a sudden it comes up something different. Sure. Well, yes. I mean, that's, that's, that's the beauty of music. And I think that's why it connects with so many people because you can listen to a song. And you yeah. can be completely sad about it, and then you can flip around and make it a love song five seconds later, you know, or five years later. No. <laughs> so, give me your names again. Sherry. Where are you from? Okay. And well, I'm from Houston, Okay. Texas. Debbie from Houston. Okay. So, you just got here? We, we just got friends. here, yeah. Have you been thinking about what you're going to say to him? Yes, yeah. but I still over haven't settled. <laughs> you know, somebody on the podcast earlier said... I'm Luca Bracca on The Godfather, uh -huh. just muttering to myself on yeah, this yeah. day of your wedding. And so I've been doing the same thing <laughs> all the way down from Dallas. Yeah, so yeah, cool. I've been wow. doing it ever since uh, it said uh, we got uh, the tickets. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, I, so, I need to write something, but I never did. It, was, yeah. it just kept. I did know. I, I wrote a letter. Oh, you did. Oh, wow. And cool. uh, and I and I put a I put samples of the podcast on a flash drive, okay. and I wrote not a demo on it. <laughs> so okay. maybe Very somebody good. will look into it. So, yeah. Yeah. all right, get your wristbands. All have right. a fun time. Get you. Huh? Just at the, the end, end they're going to if you go at the end of the line, yeah. and they're coming back and forth and getting it. Okay, great. All right, okay. thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Nice to you. Nice to meet you. It's it's it. It was pretty long. I don't know how good. Yeah. Forty minutes. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that is very smart. Like, right? Uh, well, I mean, he writes song. He writes music, so maybe uh, he's got a better. He's got a better way of rewarding. I'm not cutting. I just want to get here. Hey. Hi. Hi. I'm Jesse Jackson. I do a Bruce Springsteen podcast. Set less than Bruce. So, do you mind? Tell me your name. Where you're from? What you're planning to tell him? What am I going to say? How much time do I have? Five to six seconds, Five to they six say. seconds. Yeah. I'm going to say, you are my real life boss. Yeah. You're actually my boss. Yeah. I have another boss, but you're my boss. Very nice. Yeah. And your name? Noah. Okay, where are you from? I'm from here. Okay, very nice. No? No? <laughs> Come on. Come on. It's just audio. I don't like my voice. I'm going to tell Bruce that... I'm just gonna thank him for, uh, among other things, um, the Ghost of Tom Joe record. Yeah. And uh, I'm from the San Joaquin Valley in California. Oh, nice. So we sort of did a good job um, representing uh, kind of an underrepresented place. Very cool. In all its darkness and magic. Yeah. Very cool. Good. So, very cool. All right, so my other question is, we just did an episode where we broke down Thunder Road as a poem, like in the road not taken, you know, comparing that. So my question is, does Mary get in the car at the end of Thunder Road? Yes. You say yes? 
you're an optimist like me. I like to think so. <laughs> yeah. I'm also a woman, yeah. and I feel like right. if someone said that to me, I'd be like, yes, I'm going yeah. anywhere with you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I do too. Yeah. Um, we did a poll afterwards, and, and Jay, who uh, is an English teacher, made a really good argument that she wouldn't. And that, you know, it, that part of it is she, she's afraid of making that choice, and, and it's easier to stay where you are. Um, I said I grew up on Walt Disney movies, so I'm gonna go for the happy ending. And but you know, in the the original lyrics on the album, it says, "I'm pulling out of here to win." And then, but when he sings it live, he says, "We." I'm almost tempted to ask him that with my six seconds. Yeah. Hey, does Mary get in the car? Yeah. <laughs> but That's I don't know. That's a good one. Yeah. It is. It makes her an interesting thought. Yeah. So I please. probably won't say what I said, but I'll, I'll, I'll think of something. I don't, yeah. It's, it's racking my brain. Well, um, I've said this to several other people, and someone told me. He said, "I'm basically Luca Bracca on The Godfather before the wedding." Uh, thank you for inviting me. You know, he's just saying the same thing over and over again. That's what I've been doing. Yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Yeah. yeah. My most, my most, what is, I, I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, most My most humble. Yeah, the honor yeah. of your, you the know, daughter. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So, yeah. That's probably how it's going to go. Yeah, I think so, too. I'm, uh, uh, I, we had a, I had a lady on the podcast talking about it, and someone said, how are you feeling? He goes, my heart's beating 100 miles a minute. He goes, closer you get the more it's going to beat so yeah. Oh, yeah so hopefully it'll just jump out of my chest yeah know? exactly <laughs> thanks for talking to me a few right. minutes yeah, i appreciate it yeah. thanks did they go out of business because i had seen like Hi. Sorry to be a pus. I do a Springsteen podcast called Set Lusting Bruce. So if you guys don't mind, just where you're from. Do you have any thoughts about what you're going to tell Bruce? I hear. We don't have any time to talk to Bruce. Six to seven seconds. So you got to practice. You got to be like Luca Bracca in The Godfather on the honor of your daughter's wedding. You know, you got to be ready. So, yeah. Uh, well, thanks for your music, Bruce. That's yeah, it. Yeah, that's, that's sweet. I'm yeah. going to probably say thanks for taking that stand in North Carolina. Ah, very nice. Yes. Thanks for donating all of this to charity. Yeah. That's very cool. Uh, by the way, we had an episode where I had three or four fans talk about the North Carolina. If you want to check it out, I thought it was a really good discussion. So, cool. All right, so my other question is, we also had an episode where I had a um, high school English teacher join me and we broke down Thunder Road, comparing it to the road less traveled. So at the end of the discussion, we asked the question, does Mary get in the car? You're an optimist like me. Because you think about it, you know, he's saying, you know, she has to make that decision. She has to make that leap of faith. And it's easier to just stay. So, what do you think? Well, it is a first song. Right. <laughs> she probably stays. That's what my, that's what Jay said. He says that, that despite his leaning and come on, let's do, she just may be too afraid to take it. That's interesting. You guys have a thought?
Could be like a Schrodinger's cat thing. She's both going insane. Well, I said, I said <laughs> as a sit the fans. Well, I said as a kid, I hated the Princess and the Tiger short yeah. story. I wanted an answer, yeah. you know. And but I think it makes for a better song that he does leave it, it vague, open, yeah. you know. But um, I'm I'm an optimist. I go absolutely. She got in the car, you know. Now. Did they run into other problems when they did get to the city? Probably, but yes. Very cool. Yes. Thank you, guys. I appreciate you taking some time. Well, I'm now in the car driving home. And um, I can now say that I've met Bruce. Um, I was asked a couple of times by people in the line after I had had it and they were still in line, how was it? And I said, I, it reminds me of the old Kevin Pollack joke where he said, your first Tonight Show, um, you don't really know what you're doing, you're nervous as heck, and um, you don't remember much of it. That can describe the first Tonight Show and also the first time you have sex. I think kind of the same way. Um, it was a long wait, but it was a pleasant wait. Um, I got some conversations. I'm always surprised, I guess I shouldn't be, how reluctant people are to talk to me, you know, with a recorder. Um, I guess they're just nervous, but I got some stuff, and I am hope I'm going to be able to put together an episode. Got to see the one of my favorite people, Wendy Parnell, uh, she was, she'd given out 500 copies of um, Born to Run, you know, Johnny 99, her book. She actually ran out, so uh, she had a little collection of her books that um, book people would, said they would make sure that got to Bruce. As I mentioned before, I have a letter. I wrote a letter. I um, included a card for the podcast, and then I included a um, flash drive that I wrote on there, not a demo. And um, I included several episodes of the podcast. And, you know, I don't think he'll listen. I, I don't even know if anyone in his staff would listen, but it's... You know, it's my version of a Hail Mary. Um, great people around me. We had a lot of fun talking. Uh, the line moved pretty quick. Uh, there were no porta potties, so me and my small bladder, um, you know, kind of ooh, got uncomfortable. And in fact, when we got inside and on the second floor was where the restroom is, I asked the employee, I said, do I have time to go to the bathroom? She goes, I really don't think you would. Um, so I stuck with it. Uh, it was on the third floor. It's the same room where Amon, Amanda Effing Palmer um, from the Dresden Dolls was here a year or so ago at the same bookstore. And um, the line to see, to get her book signed was really long, not as long as Bruce's, but pretty long. Um, you know, she spent a little more time because the line wasn't as long. 
Um, once you got on the third floor, you know, they took off, you know, I, I was able to take off my jacket because it's a little bit chilly here in Dallas. Nothing, I mean, in Austin, not, nothing compared to our friends up north or in the East Coast, but, you know, it was about 40, 50. Um, it's now up to 71, so it's it's comfortable, but it would have been uncomfortable just in to be short sleeves. I, um, you know, they give us the, I put my jacket behind and, um, you know, they're moving us quickly and the book employee takes your phone. I had wisely turned off the setting where it locked up after a few minutes. Um, I had it on camera as they'd asked me to do. Um, I, someone was there, one of Bruce's handlers and, um, not anyone I recognized, but took my letter, said, I'll give that to him. And then, you know, next thing I know, I'm next to him and he shakes my hand and I put my arm around him and he's smiling at the camera and I say what I'd been practicing all day, that um, I was unemployed for seven months last year and I listened to Land of Hope and Dreams and Better Days every day to give me hope and by the time I was saying land the the people are going okay next um, so um, I have no idea if he heard it but as I told a couple of people it doesn't matter if he heard it I didn't need him to hear it I needed to say it um, so uh, then they hand me my phone and they tell me thank you for coming out and then I go down to the second floor, immediately go to the restroom, probably TMI, but um, boy, I had to pee. And uh, then I picked up the book and I told the lady behind it, they cut off your band and they replaced it with a autograph book. And I told her, and I actually told a couple of employees that I thought they had organized it really well and kept everyone moving along. It was, um, I guess I got here about 11, 15. It took me a while to find a place to park. And about 1, 15 or so, I was, I'd had my picture and I was walking out. Um, so, now I'm driving back to Dallas. I'm, I'm really glad I went. Um, you know, I, what I've loved even five minutes to talk to the guy and tell him about the podcast and how much he's helped me and how my family listens to his version of Dream Baby Dream anytime we're together and it's kind of become this prayer for us um, to tell him that I spoke the words the land of hope and dreams at Rick Lisko's funeral and at my dad's funeral. <laughs> Excuse me. Absolutely. But, you know, you take what you can get and you appreciate the moments. Um, I got to shake his hand. I got a picture taken with him. I got to tell him a small thing of what his music helped me during one of the toughest times ever in my life. So, 
that's enough. It's, I met, I gave out probably 30, 40 cards for the podcast, so I hopefully I picked up a few new listeners. Um, I, you'll, hopefully you'll hear in some of the voices and the tape that I can cut through, hope the sound's good enough, that we had, you know, I asked a lot of people, Jay's question, does Mary get in the car? Um, we, you know, it's just, I, I understand, you know, people, and I've been lucky enough to have several of you that have gone to a signing to be on the show, and, and I'm so grateful that you guys have shared your story, and it's just very, you know, emotional, and, and it's just, you know, this is one of my musical heroes, and I've been able to meet a lot of celebrities via comic book conventions, and you only get a few minutes with them, um, but, and this was even less than that, but just the idea that he was there, and he came to Austin, and he shared his time, that's just very, very cool. Um, so, uh, that's it. I'm now, um, I'll, I'm sure I'll have other things to say and other stories to share. Um, it was funny. A lot of people who left the signing, like one guy was funny. I said, hey, I do a Springsteen podcast. No, no, didn't want the card. And I said, oh, how was it? Greatest moment of my life. And then just kept walking. And so the guys I was with, like, oh, uh, greatest moment of my life, but I have no interest in talking to about it. Um, other people were very gushing and feeling great. So um, definitely worth the day. I'm so grateful to my new boss for letting me have this day being able to share and go there is is just amazing. So thank you listeners for indulging my kind of rambling. Um, it's it's been a really good Springsteen year, hasn't it? Uh, we've had the tour that shouldn't happen. It's a miracle tour as Allie talked about. There was this was not supposed to be and all of a sudden become this beautiful, you know, European U.S. tour. We had him on Saturday Night Live. We've seen him several interviews. And we got um, the book. And now we've got the book appearances. So I personally got to see him five times. And now then I've met him and I have a signed copy of his book and coming up sometime this month I'm going to get the audio version of the book and I'm going to be able to hear him tell a story in his voice which is pretty darn cool
thank you, Bruce fans. Thank you for your support of the podcast. Thank you for the love and support you've given me. Um, I'll talk to you soon. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.